Welcome to episode 475 of Fly Away. Over the past few years, we've been reminded time and again how much the world relies on travel. From supporting local economies to learning about new cultures, the experience that travel provides helps us to make our world smaller and bring us closer together. Here at Outlander Travel, we've been proud to be a small part of bringing that to you through our weekly podcast. My name is Donna, and this week I'm joined by fellow Outlander Travel agents, Sandy, Lindsay, and George. We talk a lot on this podcast about bucket list destinations or living list destinations, places and experiences that are so incredible that we dream of seeing and experience them one day. With its grand cultural history, epic monuments, and breathtaking views above and below the water, it's not hard to imagine why Egypt has earned a spot on so many lists. So recently, Lindsay had the opportunity to revisit this incredible destination. So let's get started. Yay. (laughs) So this was like... So why were you going? Well, I was going with Adventures by Disney. I've been with I've been to Egypt before years ago um, as part of my honeymoon with my husband, and I really kind of thought I would never go back. I, I it was once in a lifetime. It was epic, but it was very it was a very difficult trip because in two thousand seven two thousand eight there was quite a lot of um, poverty and strife and that type in that area, and it was very very difficult trip to to do and. Um, I didn't think I would ever go back. And then this opportunity came about and adventures by Disney has been on the top of my bucket list, my personal bucket list forever uh, to get to experience it myself. And um, I am so glad that I went because so much has changed so much, so much has changed in Egypt. And um, I got to do things with Disney that I could never have dreamt of doing um, on my own or with any other tour company. Um, So what makes Disney so special? Besides the mouse. (laughs) So I'm going to start, I'm going to back it up. I'm going to start at the beginning because I brought us, I brought a friend of mine, um, a good friend of mine who happens to be in her late seventies. And uh, (laughs) uh, so we, we embark on this journey together and we arrive, we arrived kind of early. I went off, off script. And normally when you go off script and you come in a little bit early, if there is any transportation involved or if they do offer any escorts or anything like that with most tour companies, you're kind of on your own if you're not taking their um, suggested route. So we came in a little bit early off book and stayed at a hotel that wasn't part of the package. And then we're transferring over to the hotel that was with the, with the tour. Um, And it was the middle of the night and we get into Cairo. This is my second time being here. I didn't fly the last time I was there. So this is the first time at this airport, middle of the night. And we How are did you met. get to Cairo without flying? I was last on a ship. Time. I was on a ship. Oh, okay. Um, so, but we are met by this VIP entourage. <laughs> people that take us into this back room where they whisk us away right away. They get our bags. They get, we're sitting down, we get tea, coffee. There's a bunch of little sandwiches and finger foods if we want them. Um, we met up with uh, Monica, our, um, who's also on the trip with us. And we sat there and while they took our passports and they went and took care of our visas for us. This is normally something you would have to do on your own. It's kind of a little bit of a stressful thing. You do it in advance or you do it when you get there. There's a bunch of logistics on having the exact amount of money in cash to pay. And we would have had to have found an ATM. We would have had to have had their currency. All these little things we would have had to do. We didn't have to do any of that. That was everything from the second 
we touched down, every single need that we could have, they anticipated and they took care of stellarly. Even though us. you came it, early. Uh, huh, yeah. It was, it was amazing. So they took us to our hotel, again, off book hotel. They took us to our hotel. Our, our guy checked us in. He went and he, he, ma- he made the check and we joked. He said, he said the cutest accent. He's, it sounded like he said, make, make the chicken. I'm going to make the chicken. <laughs> And he made our check-in. He checked in for us. He told us, you know, he asked us what time we'd like to go over to the Ritz Carlton in Cairo, which is the, was the hotel we were supposed to start at for the pre-night. Nice. Um, and so we, uh, he came in back and he got us and he made sure, they made sure everything went so smooth and, and without a hitch. It was, it was just incredible. Um, in addition, and it's not just the, you have the, your adventure guide where we did meet the next day when we came in for our official pre-day. Um, we met our adventure guide, our local host and our adventure guide, Mike and, and Mustafa, and they were just phenomenal. Uh, uh, the best, the best guides I've ever had on any tour. Um, it's not just them. Everyone we met, everyone that Disney contracts and hires along the way is the best of the best. You, the, the transportation company, the tour company, from the, the ship that they use for the, the Nile River cruise portion of this tour, um, we actually got bumped out of that ship because we got put into the brand new ship. They, we, were on, we were the very first people to sail on a brand new ship on the Timir, and it's absolutely stunning. Um, right up there with with uh with some of the other world-class river ships i've been on it's stunningly beautiful um but everyone they contract with everyone they work with is the best of the best they have these high standards for a reason and everything we did was so seamless i mean we were so spoiled by the end of this like 11 nights (laughs) 11 days that we spent with these people i i didn't know what to do with myself (laughs) Left. <laughs> I was like, what? Now we're on our own because we're still we we're still traveling. We went on to London. I'm like, this is this is crap. Like, who's no gonna check to... me in here? Yeah, who's gonna check me in here? And it's so funny, we had a running joke through the whole thing. They had this magic snack box, which I don't we did so many inner country flights on this trip. We actually did a few more than is normally on the itinerary because due to flight cancellations with Egypt Air and rescheduling, things like that. So there was one day where we had an epic amount of three flights in one day. And and they made it so fun and so seamless. And you know how miserable air travel is. Um, But they're just magically... They're showing up with these boxes that must fold down flat and then come up just full of snacks at any point. (laughs) Like chips, candy, cookies, anything you could want. They're right there with the snacks. And they made everything so fun. Things that... Even though this was an adult... Uh, adult disembarkation. This was an adult adventure. And I do want to note that this particular adventure, I, I feel like it was more like an expedition. I think we're, I think Disney's getting into expedition territory with this, with this tour. Mm. It was phenomenal. I, there's nothing I would have changed about it, but it is very intense as far as walking. The heats can be very intense. Um, some of the remote locations that you're going to, there were times where it was a little bit much for my companion. And for myself, for everybody else on the trip, we all had our moments with the heat where we were like, okay, we're, <laughs> but so even that, they. Was, was this one specifically adult only or 
is the Egypt itinerary adult so only? This was an adult only uh, departure, but I would say in general, Egypt, I think they, they have a minimum age suggested on, on the website of eight or so. But okay. I, in talking to the guides, I, I I think um, this would be for older children only if you're taking a child on this. Uh, okay. This is, it's very intense and and not to say it, it would be the experience of a lifetime, but definitely um, very intense amount of, of movement um, in, in this particular itinerary. Um, but not that being said, they made everything as seamless as possible. Uh, this is definitely not something I would have undertook on my own at all, the amount yeah. of things that we did. And and that aside, all of the connections that they have, all the 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 customer service and uh, the ability to make I mean we never felt unsafe. We never had a moment. We did we were so isolated from the world around us, we didn't really even know what was going on outside of our tour. For, for quite some time because we were just enjoying every single moment. And that's really, I think, one of the most valuable things about Adventures by Disney is it gives you that time back that you would normally spend thinking about all those things while you're traveling. Even when you use a travel advisor, we can't be with you every second of every day. Of, there are some things that you have to work out on your own. Um, Adventures by Disney kind of just took that burden that I didn't even wasn't even cognizantly aware of that I had in the back of my mind of always thinking about the next thing. Okay, now we got to get ready and do this, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. It was gone. It was completely effortless travel, um, and I I I get it now. I've always gotten it. I've, I've been a cheerleader uh, of this brand for a long time, but personally, to get to experience that firsthand, it validates everything that I told to me over like, the last. Thank goodness I was telling them the truth. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's always great to, to have that moment of, yeah, this is, and it's so much more than I could ever have, have envisioned to, to be able to really be in the moment when you travel. If that's what you're looking for, this is what you want. You want Adventures by Disney um, because you can be in the moment. You can enjoy that time with your with your brand new best friends. Because I will, I will say we made some amazing connections with people. The these are people I'm going to cherish and hold in my heart my whole life. Um, we made some incredible connections on this trip and um, had the most incredible experiences. Like and I overusing that word, but there's just no other word to describe what it feels like to be able to stand in between the paws of the Sphinx. I mean, we we were allowed so many backdoor opportunities with Disney that that I could never have created, recreated on my own. Um, in fact, we ran into at one of our hotels. Uh, there was a tour group there that was traveling with National Geographic, and National Geographic is an amazing company. Um, now part of it is assimilated in with Disney, and and there's some intertwinement there. However, we met people who were on the National Geographic digital tour, and they weren't doing things that we were doing. We were doing things that they didn't even get to do. So that's the level of, uh, that's the difference. The Disney difference to me is the the ease, the convenience. And I know that you there are many ways that things can be easy and convenient, but the fun. I mean, they, we played a game where we, when we got our bags and we were going through all these, we were we were pushing the, we were playing like 
push the suitcase and see how far it rolls to get to the next person and <laughs> push it along. And uh, they just, they made everything, uh, you know, fun, fun and educational and, and getting to see, getting to walk these steps in history and getting to be in this incredible country. So um, yeah, talk about the itinerary. Talk about what you saw. Oh my gosh. So we started off uh, in, in Cairo. Um, and the hotel that we were staying at, the Ritz Carlton in Cairo, was is perfectly situated to visit the museum. It's right across the street. Uh, so unlike you know the last time I went, and I, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but the comparisons are just so staunch. My husband and I, one of our favorite things was going to the museum, but we only had a certain amount of time. And tour groups only have a certain amount of time in these museums. And there's so much to see. There's You could spend your life in some of the museums in Egypt and still never see everything. There's always something else. And if this is interesting at all to you, this is your passion or something you've dreamed about, you're going to want to revel in that. And I kind of had one of those full circle moments standing in the gift shop on this trip because I not only did I get to experience that museum and so many other incredible things on this trip with our own personal Egyptologist. <laughs> Nazim, mm-hmm. Nazim was with us the whole time, um, explaining it and it, bringing history to life for us and really bringing that storytelling that Disney is so famous for to, to life in, in, in one of the most epic destinations ever. Um, when we were done with our tour, we had, the t- we had free time. We could choose to stay there and explore more which of course I did, <laughs> or we could go back to the hotel and relax or go do something else. We really had it up to us. So I stayed and, and on my way back out, you kind of exit everything in Egypt is a little bit like that's where Disney got the idea to pass you through the gift shop on the way out of all the rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time you leave somewhere, you're going through an area where they're selling you things. And so I was going through this little gift shop market area and I overheard this conversation between a husband and wife where he looked at her and he said, we only had a few hours here. That's not enough. It's not enough mm-hmm. time. And they were getting on a tour bus and driving presumably the long distance back to wherever it was that they were coming from or going to. And it really made me appreciate even more and and a little bit bittersweet because I, I would like now I'd like to do this a third time. I'd like to do this with my husband because this is the way we should have done it the first time. <laughs> there was no adventures by Disney the first time. I know there was no adventures by Disney back then. So that's my one little consolation but um so that getting to experience it with us with these active storytellers you have your 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 local guide and your adventure guide and they're they're bringing this to life and we've got our egyptologist and and now we've formed this band of of people with this common interest and this common desire to to see these iconic destinations and um and i i will say the end the envious stares that we had when we were able to not only i got to see the butt i got to see the see the sphinx butt okay we were down there i could walked all the way around all the way around the sphinx saw where the hole is where people go in um we had so many behind the scenes private moments on this on this trip i just want to go over a couple of my highlights because i probably gush about that forever um we went to uh, Karnak. We went to the Valley of the Kings at Luxor. We saw uh, um, we saw King Tut's mummy in his tomb. Um, we saw what else did we see? Well, we went to we went on a cruise on the Nile. 
We went to the big, beautiful hotel uh, that's famous for where Agatha Christie stayed. Um, we went on, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, it's a Feluca, one of the, the, the sailing boats um, out in, on the Nile as well. And uh, we got to- crocodiles? No, because of the dam. So there's no, the only, the, the joke is that there's, after it was dammed, there's not a whole lot of, there's no crocodiles on that end, but the, the crocodiles there are selling you things. <laughs> so, gotcha. so we met, we met baby crocodiles. There were these cute little boys that were on boats and they would come up to the side of the, of the boat and they would hold onto the side and they would sing songs for tips and they would, you know, um, we got to buy uh, locally handmade crafts directly from the source and we got to um so many different things uh, the the ship that we were on on the nile was absolutely stunning um at one point in time i had the most iconic shopping experience of my life uh these gentlemen in in little ships uh came up alongside of our our larger ship and were tossing up things for us to look at decide if we wanted to buy and then if we wanted to buy it they would put the money in a thing and they'd throw it down so that the guy could get the money and it was it was the coolest thing. <laughs> so this is on this was the river cruise part? this was on the river cruise this was okay. on the um on the tamir MS Tamir. And, uh, you know, they're holding up. The, so I bought a tablecloth and I bought a, a scarf, of course, because I was mm-hmm. we're at breakfast and <laughs> these boats is full of and you can see through the window that they're pulled up. and They're like, oh, everybody go up to the top so you can see. And 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 it was one of the best uh, shopping experiences um, getting into be We got to be in Carnet. We got to be in the Luxor and um, after hours. Uh, that was incredible to be there with nobody there with the lights and um, just so many, so many things that we did that I'm, I am, they're going to be with me forever. And uh, even getting ready for this podcast, I got so teary eyed because I was going through, they took, I think about like almost 900 pictures of us that are wow. on a, um, a website for you to to go to and that's the other thing too is you when you're traveling with your family or friends or even if you're by yourself how many times you get really great pictures of yourself you're handing that camera to a stranger you're handing that phone to a stranger here they had a camera with them and the guides were taking turns they took cell phone pictures they took actual pictures and i have some of the most amazing pictures of myself and lorna um from this from this trip that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I mean, there were some great ones on my cell phone, but the the candid ones that they got of us mm-hmm. are are my favorite by far. Um, there was there was just so many, and I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place, but this this really was. This is like how do you fit the most amazing trip you've ever taken in your whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> into a 20 minute podcast? It's just not possible. Um, the the food. Oh, I got to talk about the the food. The people. People in Egypt are so incredibly kind and generous and and loving, and the food was phenomenal um, everywhere we went. and And I love that they really did do a great job of incorporating the local, the real local um, experience into these tours. Because that's one thing I I know I worry about, and a lot of people do worry about the commercialization of the experience you're getting are you getting that authentic experience are you getting that and um i without a doubt 
have have uh, no problem in, in saying that, yes, you're 100% getting that experience with Adventures by Disney. So what's you're Egyptian just- food like? Is it... Is it like spicy? Would would George be able to find something to eat? <laughs> I don't think. Well, see, I didn't have anything super spicy. But my favorite okay. thing that I can remember off the top of my head were the was the beans, and I just kept calling them refried beans, but th- that's not what they're called. They're like fava beans and something else, but they're mashed up with I think garlic and some seasoning, and you have them on a tortilla or Egyptian bread for bra- for breakfast, and it it's it, it literally kept me alive. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was there. I was eating so much of that. Um, the Egyptian bread was very good. We had a lot of, we had great lamb, uh, lamb chops. I had, um, I forget what they're called. We had a lot of barbecue, what you call barbecue type stuff, but it was uh, meat on skewers and things like that that were quite good. Like um, kebabs? Yeah. Like so kebabs. almost like a, a Turkish. Yeah. Like little Turkish. Uh, well, this is, Ar- this is Arabic area so we're right in that area with the food and um that's it was phenomenal um how about some uh, shawarma shawarma Uh, I know I've forgotten. I've already forgotten something well, else. You put on here that you went snorkeling in the Red Sea. So <gasps> yes. Oh like. my God. I can't believe I almost didn't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so this was so unexpected. I really did not, you know, I'm deathly afraid of sharks. And so the first thing I did was Google shark attacks in the Red Sea. That's <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> <I'm> crazy. <laughs> Just can't let myself enjoy anything. <laughs> So I'm already aware that this this is dangerous, right? We get out there, we get we're on this boat, and again, phenomenal food. I could have, if I wasn't a married, happily married woman, I would have that the guy making our our little meat pocket things they sent us away with on the ship was just they were so good. They were so, they were like some of the best things I've ever had in my life. Um, so anyway, we're on the ship. We're getting we're now we're on a yacht. We're out in the Red Sea on a yacht, just right off of shore, you can see resorts literally right there. This is the kind of place where if you've snorkeled and I know Donna, you're a diver, so you'll appreciate this, but this is the kind of place that you would be like, oh, this is way too close to, to land. I don't want to. Oh, no, no, no. So yeah, there's some great shore dives. <laughs> yeah. So this coral, the coral in the Red Sea, is unlike anything I have ever experienced in my life. I did not know coral was purple and turquoise and blue and red and yellow and orange and yes. all of these vivacious, vibrant colors that um, I, I guess I've just seen a lot of dying coral every time I've snorkeled because mm-hmm. this was this was beyond. And there were so many fish. They were just they were everywhere. Even when we ended our. Um, uh, that snorkeling trip was just one day, but when we ended our tour, we spent uh, several nights in um, Sharm El Sheikh at a resort there. And even just snorkeling, where you walk down the pier and jump off the pier, and oh my God, you're right there in this amazing reef area, and there are just thousands of fish everywhere, uh, fish I'd ne- never ever seen in my life, and. Uh, it was it was incredible, but it'll be a while before I go snorkeling anywhere else because I think it it did kind of <laughs> set the bar really high, really really high. The beautiful water, the the color is just. Inc- does it does it have kind of the same temperature year round, or will you? 
I mean, um, were you there like The water? Summer? I'm not really sure. It didn't feel very cold to me. It felt pretty warm, but we were at the beginning of their colder season. So we were in October and October is, it starts cooling down for them, which makes it more livable for us. So wow. <laughs> we're going between October and April. <laughs> Those are also the more expensive times to go, but that is, yeah. is generally uh, um, it's much more of a, and, and I know that we had issues with heat, uh, particularly coming from the West Coast, Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. 75 is hot for us. So the few days we had there where it was like 120 degrees and we were in uh, oh Luxor and, and, and Aswan was was a bit was a bit intense. But um, they did an amazing job. I mean, they were running around. Mustafa was squirting us with a spray bottle. When we're so, walking around the temples, and all of a sudden, I get sprayed with this water bottle. <laughs> so I'm curious. So, it's so like, cool. like that is full service. I'm sorry. I've had a lot of great tour guides in my life, but I have never had somebody run around with a spray bottle, trying to keep everybody cool and making sure that we so, had electrolytes. And so, yeah. speaking of that, so they, um, you said, I mean, 120 degrees. So you know. I want to wear shorts and this is an, yeah. this is a, a Muslim country and they do basically have rules about decency and everything. So how did that work? So um, for the most part, our group was very, very respectful. I don't think anyone wore any shorty, shorty shorts, but I know people had shorts on at some point in time. We did see a lot of people in the tourist areas. You're going to see a lot of people in the tourist areas who aren't following that rule. Um, when you're, no, with I, tour would, group, I don't own any shorty, shorty shorts, yeah. but I mean, above, yeah. right above the knee, you know? Yeah. If you're not going into a mosque or a religious site, it's, probably fine but okay. for the days that, that you go to the mosque or you you really you want to cover your shoulders and you want to cover your your knees um i never felt at any point in time that you know i had one dress i was like i was so comfortable to wear and it was like uh it's that material that blocks the uv lights so i really like that dress but it ends just at my knee so if i move my leg a little bit you can see the bottom of my knee <laughs> So like I don't know if I should wear this, and and then about you know four days into the trip, I was like, no, this is perfectly fine. <laughs> this is perfectly fine as long as it wasn't in the mosque and it wasn't. So wearing we capri pants would be totally acceptable. Yeah, you you would have been okay. you would have been totally fine with that. Um, you know, there's you know, this is where you get into that. You want to take linen and you want hundred percent cotton, and you want and that's way more the the, the fabric of your material that you're wearing is a hundred percent more important than how much of it you have on your body because you could be covered head to toe in linen and you'd be a lot better off than wearing rayon shorts or polyester shorts or something that's going to make you uh, very uncomfortable. In fact, I had I had these shorts that I thought were amazing. They were like long culottes shorts. I guess culottes is what you call them, culottes. Yes, like, and culottes. My knees and I got them from Athleta and I absolutely love them. But there's a lot of polyester in that that I didn't realize until I ended up with a freaking heat rash on my leg. Oh gosh. <laughs> <With> shorts. <laughs> I'm like, okay, these are no more. Only linen. So I was better off wearing my linen pants um, than I was wearing wearing long material shorts so again traveling poorly so you don't have to (laughs) and then can you talk a little bit about how disney handled the turmoil that was kicking up when you were over there yeah so i i did want to i really wanted to touch on this so we were so isolated 
we didn't realize anything was going on until people started getting messages from back home saying, are you okay? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at their, their flights going home. And, and I will say they, they went above and beyond. We had, we actually had, um, we had a medical issue that happened to someone on our trip on the first night oh. and they all jumped into action and they took care of it. And that person is thankfully okay. Now they were unfortunately unable to continue on the trip with us, but the way that they handled it was so smooth and so, so above what I would have expected in, in that type of situation. Cause here you are in a country where, you know, the traffic isn't the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's really the roads are kind of a suggestion. <laughs> at this point and to get an ambulance and to get it um the the amount of hoops that you have to jump through to make something like that happen disney was was above and beyond uh incredible in that that situation and just in 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 general um in helping people facilitate getting back home uh there were some people who did leave the trip early because their family was uh uh worried but there was never any need for that. I mean, we were where we were. We were so far away from what uh, what was going on. But I know when you're back at home and you're just looking at that big old map, everything looks really close. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were, were talking here, about here Egypt in the news. So, yeah. It's kind of like something happening yeah. in Florida and you're in you know Michigan and someone's like, are you okay? Like, well, but that is actually where they're they're bringing all the refugees out yeah it was it so. was but that didn't really happen until kind of after we left correct when we, yes. when we saw that so it was the end of our tour before uh before anybody was starting to come in fact we were originally supposed to fly out of cairo we we're supposed to fly back to cairo from um sharm el Sheikh, and we ended up changing our flights to go straight to uh to london and then go on with our trip from there and just rebought our air uh to avoid going back in cairo but they were they were there to help with any you know make suggestions as to what to do to change change up travel arrangements for people um very very good on the fly very seamless with it too it's when you we do this for a living you're kind of oh i'm always looking for that i'm always looking for how do they hmm, how does yeah. pressure work on this like what does this system look like when there's something inter- introduced that's not of the norm and 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 they were above and beyond um, accommodating and and very helpful and and I never at any point in time did did we feel unsafe or I mean even in walking through the marketplaces which are some of the most dangerous places not because anything violent is going to happen to you but because of pickpocketing um, I've never felt more secure because we had our own security dude and it was it was kind of a known thing uh, I think Disney is a known company. Um, when you have that reputation, you really take security and you take, uh, you take those, the security of your guests and the safety of your guests very, very seriously. And, and they did this whole time, the whole trip. Um, in fact, it was to the point of where it was almost a detriment by the time we got to London. I was like, oh, great. Now we got to start looking again. <laughs> start paying attention to where we're going. <laughs> you can't just get yeah. in a car with anybody. <laughs> just to, um, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you felt safe and that they were yeah. on top of yeah. things. You know, that's good. Yeah, this was, I, I want to say like the shopping experience. I, I've i shopped all over the world. I and The last time I was in this part of the world before this, I was too scared to kind of do any of the negotiating or what I had my scary husband with me and it was a little bit different. 
This trip, we really got into it. Um, it oh. It's it's an art form. The negotiating and the bartering is such an art form. And it is such a skillful dance. And they're so, so good at it. They're so good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's it's almost part of the, it's, it is part of the, I think it's part of the experience. And it's one of my most, um, I bought two little, tchotchke things that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life because of the story, not because of what they are, but because of the story that was involved with us buying (laughs) these two things um, and how, how unique that experience was. And it, uh, it was just, it was a, it was an amazing trip and it's not, it's not one that I, I cherish every experience that I get to have. I'm very grateful for the amount of the plethora of travel I've had in my life, especially this past year. This was amazing bucket list year for me. I'm between Safari and Kenya and this and so many other experiences. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know how I'm going to top this. I think uh, <laughs> I think if I just play Disney might have ruined me. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please like our Facebook page, rate us, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find our previous episodes on the podcast page of outlandertravel.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, because we'd love to hear from you. So on behalf of Sandy, George, Lindsay, and myself, Donna, thank you for joining us this week. Gotta fly. Gotta fly.